Hey there, I'm Andrew Yeager, and this is WBHM Politics. College football is over for the season, and the NFL is in the final weeks of their season. Of course, the conversation around football never really stops in Alabama, but the talk right now in Birmingham is not of the game per se, rather it's about a venue. Last week, the Jefferson County Commission agreed to set aside money toward a stadium at the BJCC downtown. It's a significant step for a project that's been talked about for years, but never actually happened. We'll talk about the project, the politics, the economics of it, and joining us is Daryl O'Quinn. He's a Birmingham City Councilman and represents the area where the proposed stadium would go. Uh, Councilman O'Quinn, good to have you here. Uh, thank you for having me. Also with us, Amanda Ross. She's an economics professor at the University of Alabama. She studied the economics of sports facilities. Uh, Amanda, thank you for joining us. Thank you also for having me. And finally, uh, Ty West. He's editor of the Birmingham Business Journal. Ty, thanks for coming by. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, Ty, I guess let me start with you. A downtown stadium has sort of been in the ether and discussed really for decades. What's the brief history? How do we get to this point now where it seems closer to a reality than perhaps before? You know, I think there's a couple factors uh, that are really at play in terms of the business sense. I think one of them is the development of the uptown area down there. I think that's created uh, kind of a, a group of uh, people and a group of business leaders who would like to see more activity in that area. They think a stadium is kind of the next logical step down there. I think the other factor is really the state of the facilities, kind of looking at the landscape of the facilities here in Birmingham, look at the landscape of facilities around the south and looking at what places like Nashville and Atlanta have done over the time and realizing that, you know, we've kind of fallen behind in terms of sports facilities, particularly on the football side, and recognizing that if we're going to to make a decision to continue going after these types of games and this type of business, something's going to have to be done. And I think a lot of people, particularly in the business world, have said and believe that the BJCC down there at the downtown is the logical place to make that happen. For those who've wanted to see this happen, what's held that back? I think part of it is just the long-term de debate over it. I mean, even we saw it with the baseball stadium with Regents Field. Um, a lot of people would say, oh, that's never going to happen because they were used to the, the conversation of the dome, which I think there was some there was some logical uh, problems with some of the dome proposals over the years in terms of cost, in terms of building a facility that's that expensive without a commitment from a long-term tenant. I think there were some legit concerns. And also, you didn't have the type of activity with Uptown with the momentum of bringing UAB football back. I think there was a lot more long-term questions then than there are now. And that was also a much larger facility um, that a lot of people would argue we didn't really need uh, here in Birmingham at that point in time. I think the facility they're talking about now, from a business standpoint, makes more logical sense. And I think it's a, it's a, the timing's right when you look at the development in that area in terms of what's happening. Well, that would be a facility that would be open air, about a $174 million project. Uh, Councilman O'Quinn, you uh, represent this area that the stadium would go in. Give me a sense of what the discussion is like among council members as you uh, see the potential of having to or, or being asked to appropriate money towards such a project. Well, in general, I, I think that most of the council feels like um, we're – sort of new to the conversation. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of discussion um, from folks from the BJCC coming to the council to really discuss all the details. Um, we have had uh, some discussion about it. There definitely the BJCC has come to us and presented uh, the general proposal, but uh, we haven't had a collective conversation amongst all the partners um, together. So I think that uh, we're in some sense a little bit on the back end of this conversation, especially relative to the county commission committing $30 million last week to the project. That was done uh, as was spelled out in the uh, reporting on the issue 
that was done in, in an effort to um, sort of force the hand of other entities. And uh, I, I don't think that we're there yet in terms of the city council. Um, it seems to me that, and I've heard this from other councilors, that the, the county could do more in terms of their investment, maybe not quite ask so much uh, from the city of Birmingham. I think there's quite a bit of discussion that needs to be had amongst the city council, and we also need to hear from the administration uh, as to uh, what the mayor's priorities are relative to this issue. said more discussion, also the idea that the decision last week is forcing other players' hands. What information or, or what is this you want to hear? We need to understand uh, what's going to happen, happen on a, a broader perspective. So the current activities are based around Legion Field. And um, although I feel like these are, are two separate discussions, uh, you know, what's going to be done long term for Legion Field versus what's going to be done for the BJCC, the two have impacts on one another. And uh, we definitely do not have a long term plan for Legion Field. You know, are we going to invest in that facility and maintain it long term or are we going to do something different? As far as I'm aware, there's no uh, long-term plan where, you know, stakeholders have been brought together and have been pre- presented with best practices and some uh, evidence-based material to work to work from to determine what, what exactly we're going to do. So as we consider a potential investment of, you know, two to $3 million per year for the facility at the BJCC, We've also got to know what we're going to do with the other facility um, so that we know that we're making the best possible investment. Amanda Barras, I want to bring you into the conversation because one of the things that's often talked about with facilities like this, and we've certainly heard it from the business community in Birmingham, is that it will generate economic activity, jobs, development. um, And just in general, what do you find when you look at downtown stadiums, sports facilities? Does that pan out? So with regards to the economic activity as a result of building one of these new stadiums, what the research has shown, including some of my own, is that in terms of new business activity and new employment, there isn't much of an effect. Uh, There's actually, overall, there's about a zero effect. There is some evidence that the reason there's an overall effect of zero is that some businesses are moving out and some are moving in. Uh, so there can be some negative effects on manufacturing. Is we're kind of those generally take up a lot of space, uh, and there tends to be positive effects, specifically on eating and drinking establishments. Which, if you're thinking about this, makes sense from the standpoint of you have a stadium before you go to the game. A lot of people will go down a little early, go to dinner, uh, do some other things, and then go to the game. But these effects are pretty small and pretty minimal. And in most cases, all economists generally believe that the overall impact of building these stadiums on business activity is pretty much nothing. It's pretty much nothing, but clearly if you're a restaurant owner or if you're in an area around one of these uh, sports facilities, I would think that that would be good for you, at least on an individual level. Yes. It comes down to what types of businesses you want in your area. What types of businesses are you trying to encourage? So restaurant owners, they're going to be very supportive of these types of stadiums and these types of activities, but not maybe other industries, not quite as much. So it comes down to 
what the priorities are for this area, what the like the councilman was saying, what's the long-term development plan for these areas, and is this what the types of activities we want in this area, or do we want some other types of industries? Ty, I wonder when you talk to folks in the business community, particularly people that are involved in entertainment or, or sports, what is it that they hope to get out of such a facility if it were to be built? I think there's a couple things there. I think one of them is just an update, overall update to the facilities we can offer, whether it's trying to recruit neutral site football games to the area, which we really can't do much of right now when you're comparing us to the facilities they have, like the new Mercedes Stadium in Atlanta, uh, facilities around the South. We don't really get that type of activity. In fact, we've lost that type of activity. They look at that and say, well, one reason we lost that is because of the facilities. I think they realize that the studies show that there's not that kind of net. You're not going to build a stadium and all of a sudden have a huge number of job creations in the kind of the immediate vicinity. They get that. They look at it and say, one, we're missing out on business. We're missing out on some potential tax revenue if we were able to kind of smartly leverage it. And then I think they also, to be be honest, and this isn't really the sports and entertainment people I speak with. This is just general CEOs. They look at it as a quality of life amenity. Um, They look at what's happened with Regents Field. They like being able to take their job candidates that are into town, visitors go down there, they see people coming in from outside the metro visiting the stadium, and they think more of that would happen with a new facility. Um, They don't necessarily want to just scrap the Legion Field and demolish it and not do anything with it. I think they like the idea of redeveloping it, but they say it would benefit Birmingham overall from a quality of life standpoint to have a new facility, and they believe downtown is probably the best place for it. Councilman O'Quinn, I see you're shaking your head a little bit there. Th- those issues of, of quality of life, or, or I think about the fact that uh, UAB football is back. They've had their first season after being shut down for two years. Presumably, they would be a tenant in this, in this new stadium. Do you feel pressure because of those issues, or this momentum is heading toward that stadium regardless? Yes, I think the city council does, you know, feel like it's being pressured into this decision, um, you know, especially relative to the the county commission's decision last week. Like I mentioned earlier, I I don't think that we're there yet. But with regard to the the quality of life issue, I'm less concerned about that in particular and more concerned about the BJCC's competitiveness on a regional level. So the the best argument that I've heard for building this facility is that it's going to increase the BJCC's capacity to attract a greater diversity of events. And to me, uh, you know, it makes sense at that level that that would um, provide a a return on investment for the city of Birmingham um, in terms of bringing people in from outside to these events and they stay here and spend their money here, and then they go home. I think that's the the best argument that I've heard so far. Um, Relative to Legion Field, you know, there are a lot of uh, amenities that are lacking in that facility. However, a lot of the council are looking at this type of investment as a potential catalytic uh, revitalization effort for the the west side and i think we need to come to terms and with what exactly uh we want to do in terms of making that catalytic investment for the the smithfield area that's around legion field there and right. uh, birmingham's west side uh, amanda ross you've said that um Building a sports facility doesn't uh, overall really show much, and job creation um, perhaps just uh, moves money around. But I wonder if there's better ways or, or considerations 
in building a facility like this that does lead to better outcomes and not just putting up a lot of money that uh, doesn't have any kind of return? Well, one of the things that the councilman did just say that I think would make this project on the economic side possibly do a little better than a lot of the typical standard analyses. So, for example, when we're talking about a new football stadium, a lot of times that's just in the fall it's used, and then those restaurants nearby, they may have then this decrease in businesses because it's kind of a seasonal sport. But with this new facility being used for diversity of events, that can keep things a little bit more consistent and that may help support the activity in these areas and actually bring more than is normal. So from what I had seen, and can tell me if I'm wrong, there's talk that the new soccer team is going to be playing there as well. That That is correct. Yeah, it's at least in the discussion. It's in the discussion, but something like that would be create more of this people using the facility and keeping that constant attraction in terms of drawing to these restaurants and these other activities and keeping that at a constant level versus it just being one season, 16 games, eight games, because only half of them are home. So I think that's key to making this beneficial to the areas. Obviously, you're looking at this from an economic perspective, but I was struck by something Councilman O'Quinn said, and that's the idea that this is part of the larger BJCC, you know, when attract convention business. Is it kind of a case of you just have to be willing to put up a lot of money if you're going to be in that business because of the way cities compete with each other? It is. In terms of the initial cities do compete with each other for these different types of activities and facilities are there's an ongoing race to have the best facilities. We see this with NFL stadiums in particular where everyone's trying to build the next biggest best. Uh, We just saw it with the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So there is this upfront cost if you want to be competitive on these degrees. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I would say that's the the big takeaway I've gotten from my conversations with the business community is there is kind of this, we need to decide if we want to be serious about recruiting this type of business or not. And that's why they believe that we probably should be serious about that, but that we can't continue kind of the status quo. I know there's been talk about kind of investing some money back in Legion Field. Um, I've talked to some sports facilities experts about that who just don't believe that the $30 million that was initially discussed can get us on par where it's really going to make a material difference in terms of recruiting that more additional business. We've talked about Legion Field. We were talking about a downtown stadium. Uh, Councilman O'Quinn, how do you differentiate, or, or in your mind, how do you look at those situations differently as you presumably will have to make a decision about whether or not money goes toward those projects? As I mentioned earlier, I think that the, this facility makes sense for increasing the BJCC's competitiveness. Um, but at the same time, we're also consmer- concerned about the Smithfield community, the College Hills, uh, Druid Hills, uh, Smithfield, Graymont, all of those neighborhoods that surround uh, Legion Field. And, and we're thinking about what we can do as a city government in terms of uh, driving reinvestment and revitalization in those neighborhoods. That may look like something different than a renovated Legion Field. I think it's important um, to t- talk about uh, the flexibility and the use of the facility that's being planned for the BJCC. Uh, from what I understand, there's about 90,000 square feet of uh, meeting space there that's in the in that proposal. I think all of these modern facilities, the ones that function the best, uh, do have a diversity of uses that can accommodate uh, a greater variety of 
events and uses than just, you know, a sporting uh, venue. One thing I was going to just add, I, I think is important, I think you mentioned earlier, it's like this, they are, we do it as a region, we depend on the city of Birmingham a lot for facilities and amenities that really do enhance the quality of life across the metro area. And I think that's something that's been kind of overlooked. I mean, it's big. I think that Jefferson County has chipped in on this. But, I mean, this is a facility that people from Shelby County are going to use, counties around the metro area. And I don't think as a metro in a region, traditionally, we've done a very good job about kind of recognizing that when it comes to footing the bill. Uh, because this is a facility that's going to have a uses around the region. But I don't know that we're going to see money coming in from around the region with the exception of Jefferson County and That's a good point. Well, as we wrap this up, Amanda Ross, obviously you're looking at this from an economic perspective. You don't have to deal with the, the political fallout the way an elected official might. But if you're talking to officials who are, are looking at potentially putting, you know, $175 million or so into a stadium downtown, what's sort of the things that you'd say, this is what you need to think about, this is what you need to consider? I think to the you need to one of the main things you need to consider when deciding the type of money to put into this facility is first of all you got to come up with what your priorities are uh what do you want going forward in terms of a long-term development plan and as we had mentioned before there is this facility's race and it can be profitable for some areas so is that what you want to do or do you want to invest this in some other areas that maybe uh the area is lacking in in more areas like education or healthcare or whatever it happens to be so the amount of money that every local government is going to have is going to be limited so i think the biggest thing is sitting down and deciding what's our priority what do we want to deal with now what's our long term goal and thinking from a more long term fashion when deciding how to allocate the scarce resources the tie west there's segments of the business community that that want this to happen what is the sentiment among folks you talk to now that the there is some money that's been put up for this project from the Jefferson County Commission. I, I think they're happy to see that because, I mean, I think they just they want to see action after seeing it go on for so long. And they're, I will be honest, they're kind of that mentality has kind of evolved over time. I think the tipping point really was what happened with Regents Field. I mean, when we first started reporting about that, there were a lot of people who didn't think that baseball could work downtown. They thought it was a waste of money. They didn't understand why the city would invest in that project. But they've seen kind of the proof in the pudding in terms of what's happening. They see the, the construction, the building sales have gone on down there since then. They've seen the redevelopment happen that, that honestly wasn't happening uh, otherwise. So I think that's kind of evolved that mentality. And I think they view this as the next logical piece of the puzzle. They like that hypothetically funding gets in place, work can kind of happen concurrently with the bridge project down there, which they're not happy about the bridge project, but they would they would prefer not to see two major construction projects that are kind of back to back. They'd rather see them at the same time where you minimize the delays. I think they view this as kind of the best shot to make this happen. So I think that's why there's some optimism right now, and they're hopeful that uh, the, the funding will come through and the project will happen this time. And that bridge project being I-2059 that uh, goes through uh, downtown Birmingham. Uh, and Councilman O'Quinn, uh, you've said several times that um, – there really hasn't been the discussion among all the stakeholders that you really would like to see. But where do you see this going? What do you think is going to happen in the near term? Well, I, I think that it's very ambitious of the county commission to think that they might break ground on this project in 2018. Um, and I say that just based on the amount of conversation that I've seen um, or lack thereof amongst the council and the new administration. So I think there is a, a lot of work to be done within City Hall. You know, whether or not we can come to some sort of um, resolution as to what we want to do uh, over the next several months, uh, I, I'm not sure. Um, there 
is a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of convincing the council and the administration um, that this would be a wise investment of taxpayer dollars. Um, relative to Dr. Ross's comments, you know, what could we do with the $3 million that would have a, a greater return on investment? I mean, if we use that money to build uh, early childhood education facilities, um, would that over the long term yield a greater return on investment? That would be an investment in in our human capital versus, you know, our uh, uh, physical infrastructure. That's Birmingham City Councilman Daryl O'Quinn. Um, Councilman O'Quinn, thank you very much. Thank you. I also heard from Amanda Ross. She's an economics professor at the University of Alabama. Uh, Dr. Ross, thank you. Thank you. And also Ty West. He's editor of the Birmingham Business Journal. Ty, thanks for being here. Thanks a lot, editor. Well, that's it for this edition of WBHM Politics. The show is produced by Gigi Dubam and myself. Our theme song is by local Birmingham guitarist Eric Essex, and it's called Find Your Way. Let us know what you think. Send us a message through the WBHM Facebook page or tweet at us. We're at WBHM, or you can use the hashtag WBHM Politics. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, and write a review. It really helps us out. I'm Andrew Yeager. Thanks for listening.